This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host John Solberg. Today, taking you back to May 15th, 2012, Robert Rainford of Food Network Canada's License to Grill stopped by for the first time. Talk a little bit about cooking and his new grilling cookbook. We're going to get to Robert in just a few minutes, but first, let's hear from Heath Hall. Heath is from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Heath is talking about a rather interesting YouTube campaign that they were running back in 2012. Let's get to it. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. All right, coming up on 14 past the hour, 877-4480-433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com or the two ways you can touch the show. First guest tonight, a fan favorite, along with his partner. They have amassed one of the most successful barbecue business conglomerates going right now. Their interests include barbecue rubs, sauces, made a number of TV appearances. They head up an award-winning barbecue competition cooking team. They are a, a very successful barbecue restaurant owners, created a brilliant new YouTube campaign called Can You Grill It? We'll race over to the hotline and bring a friend to the show. Barbecue Maven Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue. Heath, how are you, bud? Good, man. How's it going, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Heath. Appreciate you uh, making time for the show tonight. Uh, lots of different places to go. So why don't we start just kind of how I ended with that new YouTube product that has been making its way across the interwebs. It's called Can You Grill It? To date, you have massacred such succulent items as a new iPad, an Android Razor smartphone, an Android tablet. Where did the concept come from, and what is the purpose behind it? Just to show how much money you people have, and you're just throwing it all away on high-powered grills. I mean, what's the deal? Well, basically, you know, sitting around contests, and uh, some night we're thinking, you know, I wonder if you could grill this. I wonder if you could grill that. And it started out, you know, with things like, could you grill uh, a cake? Could you grill, you know, like somebody's wedding cake? And then we started thinking, you know, let's really go nuts here and see if we can grill things like an iPad, an iPhone, Android Razor. We've got four of them up. We just put up a fourth one today, which is the Kindle Fire. Um, and yes, the Kindle Fire does uh, catch fire. Um, I don't know. It's it's really just a, a kind of a fun little thing to to see what what we can or can't grill, and we offer uh, up suggest you know if anybody has suggestions, please offer those up to us on our uh, email porkbarrelbbq.com. All right. So you are, are are people to assume that this is something that you might eat? Are you just looking to see when burn points uh, take hold on these certain electronic items? And I guess uh, because I am uh, let's say frugal. Are these items being donated to you guys? I mean, you've you've easily rifled through almost like you know three thousand dollars worth of high end electronics that you probably figure are going to burn at some point. So, are these being donated to you for this? Uh, well, you know, eat them if you like. Um, you know, it's just like sometimes you were talking <laughs> about pizza. 
um, and Mother's Day, maybe maybe you tend to overcook the iPad and it's not real appetizing. Um, <laughs> no, we we purchased these. Uh, the funniest thing I think about it was when we purchased them and we were offered the extended warranties. <laughs> and uh, you know how salespeople are trying to really pitch those extended warranties. And uh, I was in a Staples buying actually the Amazon Kindle. And the person was really pitch, pitching it hard. You know, you got to get this. It, you know, we'll cover anything. I was like, you sure you're covering anything? Like, oh, yeah, we'll cover anything. And uh, I, finally, after I told him what I planned to do with it, he admitted that that was not covered in the uh, extended warranty. But, uh, no, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're just out there doing, you know, what we always do, trying to get a little buzz for Pork Barrel. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of the videos up for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, we've already got over 20,000 views on uh those videos, um, like I said, we put up a new one today. Um, it's really, a, you know, a kind of a marketing scheme uh, as uh, we're, you know, doing all the time with uh, things like Q and just trying to get people aware of what we're doing and having some fun and trying to, to use a little kind of guerrilla marketing. Yeah, so here we go. I'm kind of, as you're talking, I'm uh, playing without any sound. Can you grill it? Uh, these look very professionally done. It's no surprise that both you and Brett are very comfortable in front of the camera because you've had a lot of experience in there. But it comes off very natural and, and almost like you are trying to, to put one over on the viewer. Is there a particular, we're watching the iPad here, is there a particular item that you have tried to grill that you have found particularly fascinating? Uh, I will tell you, I think the best one that we've done so far, which we haven't uh, put out yet, is the iPhone. Uh, I think that's going to be particularly interesting. I will say this. If you're an Apple user, congratulations. You have the most heat-resistant electronic products that uh, we've tested anyway. Uh, the Apple, you can't really see it because of the sunlight, but we actually had them on during during the grilling. And the apples really were um, up for several minutes before they uh, malfunctioned, whereas some of the other ones, like the Samsung tablet, that thing was engulfed in flames within probably 25 seconds. Uh, so I'm not suggesting that you take your iPad to the, the grill tonight, but uh, if you happen to, you probably have about a minute and a half to two minutes before uh, it's totally screwed. Yeah, so we're looking at right now the uh, iPad, the new iPad, fully engaged in flame it looked like the housing split apart pretty quickly after you set it down. It looked like also that you are using Kingsford briquettes. Does this give you some extra points advantage during that Kingsford competition that's going on this year? I sure hope so. I mean, I I haven't seen anybody else come close to doing you know things with electronics uh, with Kingsford that we have. So I'd really like to you know to think that we might receive one of those big checks for uh, you know tablet. Um, the category of um, maybe smartphone. Um, you know, we'll just have to see what Kingsford thinks. But uh, I tell you, Kingsford does a great job uh, with electronics. Well, evidently, and uh, we're just kind of seeing the finished product now, looks like it's went from a white iPad to an all-black iPad uh, all the way around with, with just hints of white left on it. So looks like it took some, uh, some color from the smoke, uh, charred very yeah. well, good grill marks. Uh, some of the fat had rendered out, That's as you the had fat mentioned. Cap of the iPad. Yeah, there. The, yeah, correct. The fat cap of the iPad. So uh, all in all, it looked like this one was very successful for you guys. Did you uh, did you hit it at all with that uh, all American rub before you put it on? You know, we debated and debated whether to do that, and we didn't. And that's been one of the biggest comments we've got: is why didn't you sauce it? Why didn't you season it? And you know, we've got another round that we're about ready to go to. Uh, I will kind of 
tease them a little bit. They're not all going to be electronics. We've got other products besides electronics. Um, again, if you have ideas, send them our way. Um, we're having you know, having some fun with it, and uh, uh, you know, want, want your input. So let us know. All right, so uh, that one is receiving five flames. So the iPad was uh, pretty much a winner right out of the box, uh, five out of five, right? Terrific. Yeah, like I said, good two minutes almost before it really uh, died on us, whereas the other ones, you're talking 15, 20 seconds, they were gone. So whatever Apple is doing, uh, they certainly must be grill testing them to get that you know nice two-minute uh, window in there for you to pull it off. Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue joining me here on the show. PorkBarrelBBQ.com is the website. Uh, did I read that you and Brett were able to make a, a return trip back to the Shark Tank, or what was that all about? Yeah, we were back on Shark Tank uh, in March. Uh, we did a follow-up on the restaurant. Uh, Barbara came uh, down and dressed up in the pig suit and surprised us during the video uh, taping. Uh, our good friend Kit Rudd of DeGueo Barbecue here, uh, you'll have to ask him sometime about what he did to Barbara. Um, oh, he thought no. that I was in the pig suit, and uh, so he, he smacked uh, what he thought was my butt, but it turned out it was uh, Barbara Corcoran's butt. Nice. So, uh, that was that was a good one by Kit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, Shark Tank just got upped for a, a full season, fourth season next year, 22 episodes on ABC. It's uh, as popular as it's ever been. Uh, Friday night, it's the number one rated show on TV, and so... You know, we're thrilled. Obviously, the longer it's on the the, uh, the air, the more we get to benefit from that and the more that entrepreneurs in general get to benefit from that. We've got a lot of friends we've made from the show whose companies have gone from a relatively, uh, you know, elementary beginning stage to now full-fledged businesses that are uh, very successful, are employing a lot of people. And uh, it's, it's really a great show. Um, we're a perfect example of how it can really help you. Now, I want to make sure, because there was a little bit of back and forth on my webpage of all places, <laughs> that uh, you know you guys should not be mistaken for people that are lucky, that uh, somehow you knew somebody that got you on or anything like that. Uh, this is ball-busting, ass-bending work that you guys have been putting into it and uh, sure, certainly being on the show a catalyst, but this isn't something that you just lucked into. No, uh, we've worked our butts off to get to where we're at. Uh, you know, Shark Tank, without question, moved us down the field a lot quicker than we would have moved without it. But uh, to get on the show, um, you know, we had already developed a very large following on Twitter, and that's how they found us. The producers uh, found us through our social media presence, which we'd worked really hard to get. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. Tell me welcome first-timer into the Barbecue Central Radio Show Jungle, Robert Rainford joins me. Robert, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, certainly uh, my pleasure, Robert, and again, appreciate you making time for us here tonight. Uh, Robert, for the people that might not be as intimately familiar, look, there's there's like a sect of the show that is all barbecue and grilling all the time. This is what we do, and we know you know you and Stephen Reichlin and Ted Reeder and Dr. Barbecue, all these guys. But then there's a, uh, a an, an outer portion of the show, if you will, some of the novices, and they might not be as familiar with some of the people that I have on. So how about a quick little background about you? I mean, obviously, uh, from what I read on Wikipedia, at least, not uh, born and raised in Canada. No, well, you know, I'm born in Jamaica and uh, raised in Toronto. 
Um, but you know, part of the barbecue culture is to adopt what you've seen as you've grown up. And that's basically what I did with my life. You know, I went to George Brown college, you know, learned a lot about food from the, you know, the nuts and bolts perspective. And then, you know, having a barbecue show, you get an opportunity to sort of really truly explore the barbecue on, on a level that, you know, most people will never get to do in their complete life. But, you know, you know what it's like. I just, I love to cook. Robert Rainford joining us here on the show. You know, Jamaica is really known for their live fire, their open style pit cooking. Were you able to get back there after the fact and really do a lot of studying on, you know, that style of barbecue or grilling versus what you see here in the States? Oh, you know what? For sure. For sure. I, we, you know, my wife and I have gone home and, uh, you know, well, not home for my wife, but home for me and my children. Um, yeah, we got an opportunity to really look at it from a sort of a nuts and bolts perspective as well. Um, and you know what? There's a thriving culture here in Toronto that uh, does a lot of uh, open air cooking and a lot of Jamaican style barbecuing. So, you know, I have I had plenty of opportunity. So, given the experience that you have and all of this knowledge that you've accumulated over the years since you've been in it, how do you find or, or what? Um details in how the Jamaican style barbecue is versus something like that you're used to uh, either in Canada or here in the States? What are some of the, the big differences that you see? Well, you know, the subtle differences are basically the, the spice components that go into uh, a barbecue. Uh, you know, I've worked on one of this for basically many, many years to get perfect my jerk recipe, which is a marinade that I put on chicken and pork and fish and pretty much anything that I can feel that, you know, it should go. And I even put it in barbecue sauces, like Southern barbecue sauces. Mm. I throw a, a teaspoon or a tablespoon worth of jerk in there. So it's, it's one of those situations where, you know what, explore what you know uh, and put it into the things that you know work really well. And just, you know, play. That If you don't play on the barbecue, you're just not, you're not doing your job out there. So you got to play, just experience different things and try different things. I do an authentic, you know, Texas and North Carolina and Tennessee barbecue all the time because that's what we do up here in the in Canada. But you know what? If you want to get it to where you want it, you start playing with your own what you know as is inherent to you. So that's where I am. You know, Jamaican, Canadian, American, whatever. I do it all. How do you think doing that and graduating from you know a technical background? helps you in the barbecue and the grilling aspect now? Uh, it helped me out immensely, the fact that I was able to sort of gain some life experiences before I came to the kitchen. You know, I was not hired out of school based on my cooking acumen. It was based on the fact that I was a parent, old enough, um, you know, someone who you could rely on to show up, and my eagerness to learn was, were the, the trifecta, the, the part of my existence that helped me to become the, the chef and the cook that I was. And I think, you know, for anyone that's 18 years old, if you truly know what your passion is, just follow it. And for me, I kind of had to follow a different path for a little while, but once I found what I was truly going to make me happy in life, I followed it like a dog with a bone. Now, you were probably most well-known, at least for a lot of us here in the States, because it showed here uh, quite a bit with that license to grill that was on uh, the Food Network uh, Canada. How do, how do you view cooking shows today on TV? You know, not a lot of, let's say, chefs, per se. Do you like that 
fact that it, it's like people like me that can get in front of a camera and they cook and they have some ideas? Or do you think that it cheapens the information being disseminated to the masses because they're not like technically trained chefs? You know, that, that's a, you know, you, you want to answer this question as politically correct as you possibly Not can, here on the internet no. we don't, Robert. No way. <laughs> Bring it, baby. <laughs> I, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. Let's answer the question this way. I believe that, personally speaking, that if you have a great culinary background and you have some personality, you know, food is not an issue for you. So if you go and find yourself on YouTube or if I'm going to find your clips on YouTube, I mean, you're very outgoing. You seem like you would definitely be something that I would want to throw beers with or hope I was getting an invite to a barbecue or a grilling thing that you're having at your house. Did you have to work on being that gregarious and that friendly in front of a camera or is it just natural for you? No, you know what? Uh, my first six episodes, if you watch them, <laughs> you can tell that someone said, you know what? We're going to have to light a fire under your butt. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have to get you into a position where, you know, we've got to get the inner passion, but we need you to show us that inner passion. And I didn't have that at the beginning. But, you know, once I was told basically what the parameters were, how far could I stretch it? You know, that's my personality is outgoing. But, you know, you have to match the technical proficiency with the TV proficiency. And those things aren't congruent necessarily. So you've got to sort of build those two together. And then, then you can get to the point where you can have some fun. You never see anybody having fun unless they're technically proficient. Robert Rainford joining us here on the show, author of Born to Grill. So let's go ahead and talk about that for a little bit, Robert. Last week, the book launched. How is it being received? Is the publisher happy? Everybody that's important uh, thinking that this is a good thing so far a weekend? Well, listen, I haven't had a lot of sleep in the last 10 days. I've been on the road. So I've been in Vancouver, Kelowna, um, Calgary. I just got home last night at uh, 11. Well, I got in at 11.45. My publisher, Random House, and Robert McCullough, and the team are extremely ecstatic on where the sales are right now. We're in our second printing, and we haven't even really gone through the first wave of uh, publicity for the book itself or PR for the book. So, you know, me personally, I'm ecstatic. That, you know, I get an opportunity, and this is where the, 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 the heartfelt part comes from. You know, this was an odyssey for me for two years, designing this book, writing it, making sure that this was a true reflection of who I am as a person. Um, writing it in a menu form as opposed to just putting out a series of recipes where people can sort of look and match. I've got five recipes per menu. I've got 20 menus, which means I've got over 100 recipes in the book. This is a true reflection of who and what I am and where I am right now in my existence. Um, So, you know, I think where those things all meet up, like inspiration and perspiration means success, I've got it. It's a unique layout to a book. Is that something that you had to hard sell to the publisher because it wasn't like a lot of the other cookbooks and chef-authored books that you see out there, or were they totally on board from Jump Street? It was not a hard sell. I was, you know, when I sat down with the publisher and they they looked at me and we sat across the table from each other and I said, "Listen, <laughs> I've got this uh, this idea." And I really want to know, like, if it works for you, it works for you. But if it doesn't, I was going to go wherever it was going to be a success because I believed in the menu-driven recipe because everybody I speak to out on the street, when they meet up on me, they go, listen, man, 
love your recipes, but you know, like when I'm having a dinner party, you know, what other things can I put with mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Here you go. I've out, I've laid it out for you. Even if you don't want to follow each menu, you can pick and choose and create five different things that you can put into a menu. And remember, we're dudes, okay? And dudes, we can have protein with protein with protein with more protein, <laughs> and we don't even need a vegetable. And there it is from May 15th, 2012, Heath Hall Pork Barrel Barbecue, Robert Rainford, grilling cookbook author and TV personality. A lot more to both of these interviews. Head on over to thebbqcentralshow.com and check it out. While you're at the bbqcentralshow.com homepage, if you haven't already, please do me a favor, subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of the Barbecue Central Show or the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less again. Until next time, I'm your host, John Solberg. I thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.